This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, baby, it's hour four of the GBAG Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. And uh, coming up in 20 minutes, we're 20 minutes away from uh, an appearance here from uh, What You're Drinking and What You're Thinking. So that'd be you uh, on the, on the phone uh, lines and we look forward to getting your thoughts here and, and what you're drinking heading into the weekend so if you're cracking them already don't lose track of time just come back here 20 minutes we'll be taking your phone calls it is time now to chat with a man uh, from dallascowboys.com that has become a, pretty much a friday staple for us nick harris here on uh, your home of the cowboys 105 through the fan and a good afternoon to you sir how the heck are you doing pretty good how are you fellas we're doing outstanding where do you think this game will uh, hinge upon yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I think it hinges upon the weather, right? It feels like every day that the that the a week goes by, it feels like the weather is getting more and more unpredictable. As of right now, as we're looking at Sunday afternoon in Buffalo, New York, it's going to be high 40s, looking at a 70% chance of rain, and we're looking at about 15 to 20 mile per hour gusts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's conditions that the Cowboys have not faced this year. They have faced heavy rain if you go back to week one when they faced the Giants. They were dealing with quite a bit of rain in that game, but that one, it just kind of felt like it was the Cowboys from the very jump. The climate really didn't affect much, uh, much of what happened there. Uh, so this is going to be a really important game for these guys, not only going into a big road environment against the playoff caliber team that has played in some AFC championships over the course of the last five years, but it's going to be an opportunity to battle some winter light conditions, even if it's not the, uh, maybe the tundra that we expected when the schedule dropped in May. Man, what uh, is a matchup for you that you've got your eye on in this one? I know, I know you do an excellent job of breaking that down and putting up your article every week, but there's a lot of interesting ones. And for me, I, I think that Cowboys defensive line really needs to find a way to win. Yeah, I'm with you. And since, since you brought up the defensive line, man, I'll look at Micah Parsons and Deion Dawkins, uh, the left tackle mm. for the Buffalo Bills. He's only allowed one sack all season. He hasn't allowed much pressure on Josh Allen. But if you look at Micah Parsons and what he's been able to do as far as getting off that left side and generating pressure, I mean, we're talking four or five, six pressures a game on guys is what he's averaging. So uh, it's, it's going to be a, a battle of power against athleticism. And typically, as we've seen in the last couple of weeks, Micah Parsons has been able to win in those battles. You look at what he did to Lane Johnson, and he was able to use both his power and his athleticism to drive him back for that one sack that he had on Jalen Hurts. And uh, we've seen him use that quick swim move that he does have and getting around guys. That's going to be a fun primetime matchup to watch. And then, you know, I, I'm, I'm big on the skill guys as well. I got to look at Stephon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore. I, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Even though when the schedule dropped, we were looking forward to Diggs versus Diggs. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be a fun matchup with Gilmore out there as well. Nick, uh, the a matchup that I'm kind of concerned with because I think some guys can kind of neutralize each other in the second. I don't know how Dallas is going to handle these Buffalo tight ends uh, with, you know, with, with, with Knox and Kincaid and Kincaid. 
Do you have any idea of how is this going to be safety play, linebacker play, Bell? Uh, how would you how would you handle uh, what we can get from these uh, Buffalo tight ends? Yeah, based on what we've seen since uh, Leighton Vander Esch has kind of come out of the equation on this defensive side of the ball, we've seen the safety group pick up most of the work whenever it comes to tight ends. But also Marquise Bell is not afraid to get in there as well. Uh, back in that week nine matchup, he was the guy that was lined up on Dallas Goddard quite a bit. And then this past week, it was the safety group that really did a good, good job in neutralizing that middle of the field. I feel like it was the safety group's best game of the season overall. And we could talk, not only talk about the pass yeah. game, but the run game as well. Uh, but I feel like going into this game, you got Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid, the rookie that you know I really liked coming out of uh, in the draft mm-hmm. process. Um, I, I think those are two guys that can definitely be weapons, but. Again, I kind of look at the weather. You know, <laughs> will they be able to get it, get the ball to those guys? Mm. Um, but I, I feel confident in the safety group and what they've been able to stack over the last couple of weeks. And Marquise Bell, man, he's starting to really rise as one of these best coverage linebackers that the Cowboys have right now. That's that's one of my big questions: is wondering, okay, do you do the spy thing on Josh Allen, and is Marquise Bell best for that? But you don't want to take him out of your coverage plans. I, I wonder how Dan Quinn approaches that. Yeah, from what I can tell, as far as what Dan Quinn has put on the field since he's been in Dallas against these athletic type running, uh, excuse me, these athletic type quarterbacks, he hasn't really utilized spy on every single play. Like, sure, there will be some coverages where it just allows that linebacker to be free roaming and, you know, he'll take anything out of the backfield, whether that be a running back or a quarterback. Uh, And that's probably what you see on Sunday. I don't think they're going to alter their game plan based on, uh, you know, the physicality and the speed that Josh Allen does bring. I think they're going to run their normal game plan whenever it comes to an athletic quarterback and what has worked in the past. You know, certainly containing the pocket is a big part of that. And they were able to do a really good job of that last week against Jalen Hurts. And uh, you got to credit Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence on that end, just being able to seal off those edges and not let Jalen Hurts get uh, get out in, the, uh, in, in some running lanes. So if they're able to do that and the, and the linebackers are able to keep track of what's coming out of the backfield, then, you know, that, that there's a good opportunity to limit Josh Allen. But I think it's easier said than done for sure. I, in my book, he's the best running quarterback in this league uh, whenever you get him out and going, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, which is the opportunity that the Cowboys do have. Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com. How many quality targets does he have in the passing game, and, and how do the Cowboys' numbers stack up against that? Do we have enough quality cover guys? Yeah, I believe so. You look at Stephon Diggs, obviously that one's going to speak for itself. I really like Gabe Davis, and even though he does go through stretches in the season where um, you know you kind of forget about him, he'll come out with a 150-yard game out of nowhere. So he's, he's got that big playability. He's certainly one that – uh, I, I would consider dangerous on that offensive side of the ball for Buffalo. And then James Cook, obviously coming out of the backfield, he, he's started to stack a lot of confidence as the season has gone on. Uh, I really like what he's been doing out of the backfield for them. So other than that, I, I feel like the Cowboys can really contain what they have. I don't feel like there's an overwhelming advantage anywhere when we look at this Buffalo offense. I, I think there's a really good opportunity for this defense to continue to stack confidence against a good team. What's your confidence without Hankins and then more for Mozzie and then Carl Banks' situation there? Yeah, I'll tell you, it's not great. <laughs> um, what what what's going to end up happening behind Jonathan Hankins since he has been ruled out for the game? You got Mozzie Smith Roll that'll be uh, taking some snaps. I expect him to start and get the first opportunity. If things aren't looking too great, expect Neville Gallimore to get in there. And then also practice squad defensive tackle Carl Davis. He's a nine-year veteran out of Iowa. I certainly expect him to to be elevated this week and to play a role at six foot five, three hundred thirty-five pounds. And it's not often that you have 72 games of experience on your practice squad. So that's certainly a guy I would expect to be on the field at some point on Sunday as well, just to be able to at least rotate in. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's going to be a, a committee effort. 
I'm not crazy confident about it right now just because we know what that defense has looked like without Jonathan Hankins when you think back to what it looked like before he got traded for last season. But really good opportunity for Mozzie Smith. And, you know, even as much as the media and myself even, as we try to kind of poke and prod, whether it be Mike McCarthy or anybody else, you know, like where do you feel like Mozzie Smith is in his development? He still feels confident. So we're going to see if that confidence can come on the field on Sunday. Dang it, Nick. You didn't make me feel any better about it. That's tough, man. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a tough one to sell. But, Nick, sell me on uh, and the listeners on reading your latest article with DallasCowboys.com. You go inside the Brandon Aubrey story. What What's the most interesting thing amongst a lot of interesting things about his story? What stands out to you? Man, there's so many things. It was it was kind of wild. I was sitting here at the Star last night writing it, and I felt like I said, "Man, this is wild." At least ten times while I was going through it. Uh, for me, it's the uh, it's the incognito trip to Birmingham, Alabama, that uh, special teams coordinator John Fossil made back on June 3rd. He had had a conversation with Will McClay and Mike McCarthy, and they were talking about you know potentially going out and seeding this guy, but they wanted to keep it down low. They didn't want any other team to find out about it, uh, or other any other team to find out about Brandon Aubrey. And so he went over there and he kind of put like a, a gray cap on and just you know an NFL shirt on basically. And um, he uh, he went out and scouted Brandon Aubrey at Birmingham when he was playing in the USFL and uh, really liked what he saw. And a, a month later they ended up signing him. So. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a crazy story. If you guys haven't checked it out, feel free to go out and look. And there's a, there's a lot of things that led to Brandon Aubrey being, in my book, the best rookie kicker in NFL history. Go play now. Maybe the best rookie on the Cowboys. Absolutely the best rookie on the Cowboys, right? Yeah, you would have to say so, right? Yeah, unfortunately. How about uh, rest of the conference here, uh, Nick? W- what do you make of what we witnessed with Philly last week? Are they falling apart? Do they just need to regather themselves? How much of a threat? Yeah, it's still a really dangerous team, and it's still a team that is going to win games down the stretch. I mean, we saw San Francisco go through this uh, earlier in the season where they were dropping three games. Now, granted, was that more of an attribute to their health? Sure, but that's still a really good team that should be able to win those games without the pieces that they had. You know, I kind of see a similar problem with Philadelphia. You know, they've kind of had a couple of things figured out on them on their offensive side of the ball. Jalen Hurts is going to have to figure out how to be a little bit more dangerous when it comes to his legs. I think that's what teams are really starting to put an emphasis on. He's still getting those 10, 12 carries a game, but it's not the four or five yards per carry that we've seen in the past three years from him. So um, I I think that's going to be a big emphasis going forward. But I I think Philadelphia, they're going to pick it back up. And by the time we get to playoff time, uh, they're going to be just as dangerous as a weapon as as they have been. Could it look like a totally different game against San Francisco with this offense, just throwing them off balance and and, and finding opportunities to throw to guys in space and, instead of the the um, you know plan that they had earlier in the season? Uh, obviously, game two against Philadelphia was night and day. Could that also happen against San Francisco, Nick? Yeah, absolutely. I, I fully believe that. If you look at this offensive product where it was in week five, when uh, we made that trip out to San Francisco to see them play them, I, it's, it's completely different than what it is now. And it, that's an attribute to Dak Prescott getting weapons involved, uh, Dak using his legs, getting outside of the pocket, making throws on the run. I mean, he feels as comfortable as I've ever seen him in this offense. And I, I think that's only going to grow with each game that he, he plays. There's a really good opportunity here in the last four weeks to continue to stack that confidence. Now, if the Cowboys were to go out and, and uh, have a playoff matchup against San Francisco, I'm not necessarily picking them to win necessarily, but I think it's going to be a much closer game and a better game than what we saw in Coward. week five. I think the Cowboys would put that together. Who'd you pick uh, in this one? Are you going Cowboys or Bills? Man, the, the conditions. That's what scares me. Me too. Because if it's a heavy downpour and it's a heavy wind gust, 
then they're going to have to lean on that running game. And that's the one part of this offense I don't have ultra confidence in just yet. Smart man. And if they have to get the running game to win them a game, I worry about that. So, you know, today I've been picking the Bills just because of that, that, that fact. Um, and that's also a team that's desperate for a win, fighting for a playoff spot. Um, I, I think it's a coin flip. You know, Vegas has Bills by two. Uh, that's what I've been picking today, but I really feel like it could go either way. I've been leaning the same way with you there, Nick. Great minds think alike. I do want to ask you uh, state championship season there at Jerry World. we got a good one going right now with Belleville and Gilmer. What do you think about tomorrow's slate with three DFW teams trying to make the trifecta again? Yeah, my hometown this morning, Chapel Hill, they lost 26 to nothing, oh, but uh, we'll get it back next year. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tomorrow, um, yeah, South Dallas Saturday, you got South Oak Cliff in the morning, uh, uh, Duncanville in the afternoon, and then DeSoto at night. So they're looking to go 3-0 and against Houston area schools. Hopefully they get it done. Were you a defensive back for that football team, Nick? I was definitely not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I feel that for sure. I was uh, a journalist. <laughs> yes, sir. Anything else before I let you go? No, that's about it. Looking forward to this one this week. These next two road trips, man, they're going to be a lot of fun. Unfamiliar opponents, but it's a really good opportunity to stack some confidence, guys. Get us a review on those Buffalo wings. Yeah, man. Are you going to yeah. gonna dip into the wings? Yeah, so I, I've heard there's a place called Duff's. That is, uh, that's the spot where not all the tourists go. That's where the locals go. So I'm going to have to check that one out. I'm a, I'm a big wing guy, so I'm going to have to well, see what that's about. Hey, let me give you a little advice. Make Lucky sure you've got reservations for that place because we tried to go to the Anchor Bar the last time we were there, and they turned us away. Because like with a two and a half hour wait, the Anchor Bar was the touristy spot. So maybe, yeah. hopefully we have some, we have better luck at the local uh, local joint. But I appreciate you saying that. I might give them a call when we touch down. Tomorrow. There you go. Blue cheese or ranch or both? Oh, ranch. I'm a big ranch guy. Ranch. All flat. It's a good call. All flats. Yes, all dude. Flats. Okay, Nick, we need to wing this thing up together, dude. Wing nuts, by the way. If you get if you get turned away at, at your 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 plan A, I hear wing nuts is a pretty strong uh, plan B. Very good. I I have a note in my phone. I'm literally writing it down right wing now. Nuts. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Have a great weekend, man. Come back with a dub. Thanks, guys. Have a good one, fellas. There he goes, Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com. What do you think about the Cowboys' chances of getting a dub at 877-881-1053? Thanks to Nick Harris for joining us. That's exciting. I don't know if they're going to win. I'm picking the Bills in a close, high-scoring game. But if the Cowboys do win, I think it changes everything. And if they win by double digits, it changes everything times two. So it could be a very exciting next couple of weeks right here on your home of the Cowboys the uh, I, I'm anticipating this one, I think, more than any regular season game ever because I have not let myself believe yet. I don't think I'm going to be able to resist Sunday night if they do what I they could do, what, I, what I'm feeling they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, this is the top five offense, top five defense. Yeah. Bills are kind of like, yeah, sometimes we're a top five offense and we're an average defense. You go on the road and you kick that team's ass if you're a Super Bowl champion. That's what we're about to see. Hell yes. This is a litmus test game. And the anticipation is building at 877-881-1053. What you drinking and what you thinking is next to the nation. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This segment of the G-Bag Nation is brought to you also by State of the Art Weight Loss and QC Kinetics. Yes, sir. Go to QCKinetics.com. It is time now for the Expressway, where we take you commercial-free to the top. And it is time now for that one segment of the week where you're encouraged to call in while intoxicated or in the process of catching a buzz. That's right. It's time for what you're drinking and what, what you're thinking. A couple of lines open here at 877-881-1053. Rigo, I, do, I cannot see the television monitor. I cannot see the monitor. So whatever you have to do on that end, or I'm going to be coming to you to put these guys on the air. As uh, always, yeah. there are only two rules in what you're drinking and what you're thinking. Number one, you're uh, not operating heavy machinery, which includes an automobile. And number two, got to answer the damn questions, okay, what you're drinking and what you're thinking. <laughs> Other than that, you have the floor, sir, okay? And as always, we go around the broadcast studio and then reach out to you so you can answer those questions for us. Currently, I'm uh, finishing my second 20-ounce Diet Coke of the day. I was just thinking how important home field advantage is for the Cowboys. They have not beaten a team as good as Buffalo on the road. I don't know what their best road win is. By the end of the year, it might look like the New York Giants or the L.A. Rams were your best road wins of the year, depending on if one of those teams happens to make the playoffs. Uh, or it could be the Buffalo Bills. Chargers. Dolphins. Chargers. Chargers. Rams were here. Just got their coach fired. No, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Chargers was in. Yeah, Chargers was the road game. The Rams yeah, came yeah. here. Rams came here. That's okay. right. Yeah. We that's right. That's right. Around. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. But the opportunity is here, and that is what's on the top of my mind. Just exactly how big this moment is, Chief. What you drinking? What you thinking? Uh, I, I think I think I'm drinking one of Baskey's uh, Dr. Zevia's. I'm assuming it's it's Baskies, so I'll, I'll have to owe him one of those. It's delicious. <laughs> He'll probably rage as a result of that. Who's just going to put a note on the door and everything? Yeah. <laughs> Who's stealing the Zevias? No, I'm coming clean with this one, man. I'm not going to make you hunt me down, Baskey. Uh, I'm wondering if I'm getting ball sacked uh, by Rich Semini, my Italian brother who covers the Jets for ESPN. Now, I don't know him to be a ball sack, or I know him to be a, a, a credible journalist, but when he tweets out two hours ago that Aaron Rodgers delivered a wow moment today in practice, a leaping one-handed interception, he was filling in on the scout team defense, the latest on his comeback bid. Are we buying this? Sack. Yeah, I'm buying it because I've seen multiple people say they the have, same they, thing. They, I need they video of activate, this. They have to activate him next week. That's where his window's mm, at right now. Martavis? Oh, this is Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. Oh. Aaron Rodgers playing scout team defense for the Jets, making one-handed leaping interceptions. Mm. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I will call total BS on this. Thank you. Uh, even though I wasn't listening to your segment set up, I've now processed it enough to know that with 100% certainty, this is insane. Rich no. Samini's ball sacking all of us. I think it's uh, true, but they're just overrating yeah. the interception. Like it's probably like you're jogging along, and then he goes up and makes it one-handed. This isn't like a full-on play where everybody's going full speed. Yeah, there jumping, was no, leaping. There was no bump and run coverage mm-hmm. here at the beginning of this rep. Uh, no, uh, you, they've already kind of waved the white flag on it. I, I, don't, I just don't think it's real. I call this coaching yeah, they, malpractice if you have got him out there. Player of the week playing quarterback for him now. Well, they need Rodgers. <laughs> just for leave him. Zach Wilson well, out there. Maybe they're trying to see what he's got defensively for him. Yeah. Uh, the Sauce idea that Gardner he would be Rogers starting the fact that they would have him playing scout team. I mean, you're better off. Like, wouldn't you just have a co- if you need a body? Wouldn't you just say, hey, one of you assistant coaches, just like get yeah. in there and 
and play scout team guy. I don't know why you would have Aaron Rodgers doing that. It seems very walkthrough practice-like to me if Rodgers yeah, that's was what playing. I'm envisioning as well. Well, Rich Samini's describing it as a leaping interception. Well, he could have done that. Still me in a walkthrough. I think, I think, I think I Rich know. is kind of – I think he's embellishing. This is one of those exaggerating where, where the old guys are like – Faking one on ones, yeah, you know what I'm saying, and they're they're walking it and doing the head nod, and, mm-hmm. and Rogers kind and of. And either way, off of an him. Achilles injury, I mean, if he does jump in the air and makes a one handed catch, it is impressive. I'm but rooting I think he's for him. Selling it a I'm bit. rooting for him. I believe in visualization. You know, I think it, I think it's cool. I think it can really help you in a lot of ways in life. Um, but it's it's not a replacement for science most of the time. Now, maybe if Jesus is doing it for you, mm. Jesus could visualize maybe your Achilles fixed. You know, if you want to go religious on it, I'm there with you, right? But not a normal dude. Okay, that's that's uh, that's Jesus's purview, and not you, Rogers. You're far from it. I uh, I have a personal relationship with Jesus and Aaron. <laughs> Isn't that a good line from history? I like it. I like it. Went religious on your ass, didn't I? Here's Wolchuk yeah, yeah. with what he's drinking. My drink. ass liked it. Yeah. Uh, just been sipping on some water, taking it easy today. Of course, we've got a uh, booze and filled weekend ahead of us. Last night was the final night of Chinooka, uh, so no more Hanukkah gifts for me. So you'll just be drinking in the name of something else. Just gonna be drinking. You know, I'll think of something else tomorrow. Will probably be state championship Saturday boozing. We'll do that. But I, I am thinking. You show I s- up at the games like drunk, like high school games. No, when I was covering them, absolutely will. not. He, no, not. You can only do that if you're a student. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, but you're gonna do you, do you like booze before you go to the game? No, I've never done that for a high school game. Yeah, okay. No, but I've o- I've only ever worked the high school state championship games. Uh-huh. But if I don't go, then I'll stay at home and have an adult beverage and oh. watch them on TV. Okay, there, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I, I think I, you go to Texas Live, lubricate. I, that's and then what go I'm I thought you were, I thought you were talking about having some vodka and considered going, going to the game. Uh, I don't know if I would have the what vodka to say about that before the game. See, that's where we'll see. I don't know yeah. if she's going to want to go. Yeah, uh, but I gave I all that up, didn't you? I don't think she really cares if I go during the day. But the best game might be at night, so it's like, do I really want to be out there and then come home, rush home to watch the night game? We'll see what ends up happening. I did take her to see that Wonka movie yesterday. Hmm. Mid. Oh, really? Yeah, you know. Is it, was, it really? It was just mid. Is Gene Wilder the best Willy Wonka? Hell yes, he is. And this is the origin story of Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka. And Timothy Chalamet, who stars in it, he's okay. He's fine. There's, It's a family-friendly movie, so over the holidays, if you want to go see something, right. go see it. But for me, it was like... Yeah, the question for you guys was the Willy Wonka kids that like during the that filming, you know, when they did that and all, like those kids die. I mean, oh, like where did they chocolate? go? Yeah, you know, no, what I'm I don't saying? think they died. Yeah, you know, but, but like when you know, so Willy we Wonka, never see him again. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Did, did Willy Wonka kill kids on the on the as on the movie? set? No, no, You're as turning the, violet, violet as the movie was going on, like as he was getting rid of kids, were they killed or did they just go somewhere different? I they, guess it's a fair question because we don't see them afterwards. I just never got into it. I, you know, the the, and I was, I, I, I grew up in the '80s, so like Willy Wonka and the movie, the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting ready for this great movie, and I'm it, just like, what the hell am I watching? Jack Albertson, my nine year old self. I was like, yeah. I don't want to watch this. It's just weird. Yeah, but I I know, it is weird. I mean, it freaks he, you out. I, I wonder bit. if he killed the kids. Maybe he was, but I, I love the first Willy Wonka. The new one with Johnny Depp was terrible. This one was better than that one. This was probably the third in the Wonka line of films, or the second best out of the three. But still, eh, it was, it was whatever. I mean, it's a great idea, great movie. Brian drinking, thinking. Yeah, I am having uh, some uh, peach tea. Actually, how about that? Some peach tea. Uh, no, it's this. Uh, it's the stuff. It's like the. It's the powder stuff. It's like I, I don't know what it's called. I, I bought them at Tom. Peach Tom. powder. Yeah, the peach powder for the tea. I, I, I'm trying something different. The sure, off-brand. that's good for your guts. It's probably not. Probably not at all. What I'm thinking is, man, I, I've got too much new cookware at home. 
And I'm thinking about, I was looking at recipes for making pretzels. I'm thinking about catfish. I'm thinking about shrimp. I'm thinking about all these pasta. I don't I don't know what to make. I got too many, like new equipment, new baking equipment, new mixer, new. I'll come up with a list for you. Deep fryers. And so I'm struggling. Just don't know where to start. I don't even know where to start. Mm. I don't even know where to start. Where I, Do I want to try and make homemade pretzels with beer cheese sauce? I don't know. I'm like obsessed with cooking now. And you can always go is, back to the meatball sandwich, if you ask me. Dawson, as soon as you get ready, get the, the kitchen and the truck and all yeah. that ready, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah, we'll call it Broadus's. No, nah, we don't have to call it that. But we, but I, I don't know what to start. I don't even know where to start to cook. Well, you know what? These ghost kitchens now, you you could run like 15 different restaurants out of a space this size. Yeah. You're just doing DoorDash and Uber Eats deliveries all day long. Yeah. So I could have the, the wing business. You could have the Broadus's, you know, Thanksgiving sandwich business. Oh, man. It's a, it's 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 wide open on that other Did side. Did you guys like that Thanksgiving been, oh, sandwich? I've been talking about it for eight years. So. I know we have. I know. Okay, at 877-881-1053. We're going to go into the Pimp Cup, Rigo. What you drinking and what you thinking in for Lucius today? I'm drinking this beautiful H2O because, you know, health is wealth, right? That's the thing that we do. And uh, I'm thinking, uh, first off, the Cowboys are going to get this win here on All Sunday. Right. I like this. Mm-hmm. I like it. And uh, I'm thinking I, I was going to go watch that Wonka movie, but... I don't know, Walchuk. I don't know. Oh, go I'll, see it, Gino. You know, no, Jack, oh, he's a huge go. fan of it. If he didn't like it, there's no way anybody took else took the wind out of all our Gosh. sails. There. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Punch I mean, in I, the gut, man. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. I'm just nice. being honest. Thanks for saving us. We need more honest uh, movie critiques. It was, you know. You know? Yeah. Like the, the, the industry sells us bad movies because those critics, they can't shoot the golden goose and tell us all the movies are bad. Yeah. yeah. I'd say seven out of ten movies are bad. And, and, you know, we need more honesty, more transparency. And I appreciate you for doing that. My pleasure. Okay, uh, line one has got to be Polo in Garland. You're in the G-Bag Nation, Polo. What you drinking? What you thinking? Well, unfortunately, Gavin, i got to break two of your rules, buddy. I'm driving right now on the tollway on uh, 30, and with George Bush coming up at 30, traffic is horrible. You know people can't drive in Dallas. Uh, I've got a cold Bud Light in the refrigerator when I get home. My question, what I'm thinking about, i got a question for old Broaddus here. Yeah. Now, Broaddus, I asked you last week, who is the second most important player on the Cowboys team? You didn't come up with an answer. You didn't say anything. I told you guys it's your kicker. Brandon Arby, a little skinny butt from Plano, Texas, Wildcat, mm. or yes. Panther, wherever he is, came in, and knocked in that, came in and knocked that 60-yard field goal and a 59-yard field goal. If you don't got a kicker on your team, I'm, I don't care what team you are, you don't got a football team. You need a kicker. That's your second most important play. What you think about that, brother? Now, I want to send a shout-out. I want you to ask a question, brother. I got a shout-out to why my didn't I answer la- Why didn't I answer it last time? I thought I answered, I, your qu- so. I, I, I answered your question. So I answered your question. I did. I answered your I said, question. I didn't say the kicker, okay, who, though. Who is it, then, your second most important player? I think for this team right now, it's CeeDee Lamb. Okay, well, I, I, I disagree with you. I got okay, well, I disagree with you on the kicker, too, then, if that's what we're going to okay, do. Okay, yeah. I love we're going to play that game. I yeah, love you, the, too. The, oh, what happened? Oh, no. Rico, did you hang up on him? <laughs> Sorry. Rico said enough. Quick, quick trigger. Sorry, wow. Polo. It's a learning Uh-oh. moment. Don't worry about it. He's just getting good. Polo's tearing brought us up over here. Brought us getting I, defensive, and you hang up on him. No, I was. I mean, if he's going to disagree with me, I, di- I disagree with him. If he disagrees with me, you can so. call back in, Polo. Yeah, call back in at eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Now you get, you have to answer the questions, and no operating heavy machinery if yeah. you're intoxicated. Yeah. 
you know. But, uh, hey, if you're not intoxicated, have at it. Or maybe you're just sipping one. You just came through the daiquiri drive through It's your first one. Yeah. You know, you're just a couple of sips in at 877-881-1053. Hopefully, Rigo doesn't hang up on our next guy, another G-bag <laughs> legend. It's Rodeo Ron. You're in the nation, Ron. What you drinking? Well, we're drinking Jim Bean with a little splash of sweet tea. Ooh, nice. First of all, I got some useless information for you. Okay. Did you know a dog only has a 6% chance of having one puppy? I didn't know there was possible at all. Not at all. My dog had one puppy. Now, I wonder what the percentage is that a 13-pound dog gets a 70-pound dog pregnant not once but twice. (laughs) Sounds uncomfortable. Another thing that I've been doing research on is buffalo hunting. And a thing that the cowboy needs to hunt a buffalo is a Dak to keep doing what he's been doing and hitting land with passes. We need a Ferguson to continue being the stud that he's been and a cook that torch them on the offense. And then that way they can gallop to the end zone. But you've got to have a defense in case they attack. But if you are fully loaded with a Parsons, D-Ware, and a Bland, they'll spoil their offense. And a great foot to kick them in the rear to teach them a lesson at the end. Cowboys win 34-17. And remember, if you ain't hanging out with Rodeo Ron, drinking Jim Bean, listening to that G-Bag Nation, where the F you at, at? Thank you, Ron. Uh, and that opens a line for you here in what you're drinking and is, what you're thinking, Brian. Is, I know you're hoping Polo jumps back in. I do. There. I absolutely does. I hope he jumps back in. Is Ron kind of calm now? Yeah, he sounded very calm. What, he, he was more sober. Um, Jim Bean. What's, uh, what are we, is, is the, the whole, ever since he's talked about the marriage thing. Yeah. I think he's, he's getting a little th- more responsible. I think he's become more responsible here. I think so, but he he rides the roller coaster a little bit. I won't be surprised if before too long you get a adrenaline fueled rodeo run. I would hope. Yeah, that was the most timid. That was like he he was like he was most reading. Tame. He was reading. Usually, it's off the top of the head, the drunken yeah. top of the head. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you know, he he's he's one of our best callers though. So yeah. however he wants to do it, I'm fine with. Yeah. Uh, for the record, that was rodeo very staged for Ron. I'm I'm kind of you know. I'm oh, you're the, really going after these calls now, Brian. You're starting oh, no, to. Make, I'm, I'm, yeah, he's I'm, on one now. No, I'm good. I think maybe you need a beer. That's what we're finding out right here, or a Snickers. No, man. Is the kicker the most important player on the team, or the second most important player? No, on the no. Team? I mean, we can go okay. through a long list. I just list want to make sure positions. I wasn't a complete but idiot. I, I, the kicker has been very He's important. He's very important. It's, it's, important. It's, it's very important you don't have a terrible one. This team yeah. this team wins games. They score a ton of points. Yeah. They score a ton of points. If you're one of those teams that doesn't score a ton of points and relies on your kicker to, to win all these games, you know, has, has this kid, has he won a game? As a kicker, have we had any games where he's had to kick the game-winning field goal? I don't think technically we have. That Chargers game was close. I think you did win by three. But I don't know that he's been in, like, game on the line. He's going I, the out kid there has kick. done a great job kicking. So. But, yeah, unless you're a team that has to have your kicker win these games, I, I wouldn't call him the second most important player. Okay, let's go to line three here. It's a what you drinking and what you thinking Friday. And J.J. in Frisco has chimed into the show. J.J., what you got for us? What you drinking and what you thinking, buddy? Man, I'm drinking on some good old sweet tea. What I'm thinking is um, I think we're, we're looking at this weather situation, and I, I really I, – I know it was the Giants, but it was pouring down rain, and we still whooped them, you know? But at the end of the day, I'm calling it 38-17. I really think it's going to be close up until halftime. We're going to think it's a game, and then they're going to pull a Colts like they did last year with the Colts, and they just blew them out. I really see that happening, and I think we're not giving the defense that full credit that I think they're going to really step up their game 
um, after half, make the adjustments that they need. I just don't think the weather is going to be a factor. I really don't. Thank you, JJ. Uh, what do you think about that angle? Week one, it was raining. These Cowboys have proven they can put up a lot of points. Man, the offense was kind of kind of not getting it done. Didn't they yeah, have a block Yeah, you came out and got a blocked kick, returned for pick a touchdown. Six. After your defense looked bad the first drive, then the pick six. Yeah, you, you scored you scored points off turnovers in that game. The, the, the offense wasn't great yeah. in that game. Red zone sucked, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Just another reason I love this game. I, I, I love this game in, in Buffalo because you're going on the road. It's bad weather. There's so many questions you could answer about yourself. Opportunities not. There's so Cowboys. much better defense. Or excuse me, better offensively right now than they were in Week One. Oh, Kenny and days. Kenny so. and Quinlan's on line four. What you drinking, Kenny? What up? What up? That frozen peach margarita with two shots of that marvelous rock, rock and roll, roll tequila. tequila. Yes, sir. What you thinking? I want to give a shout-out to Mama and Papa Bear Broadus. Thank you very much. And uh, happy belated birthday, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. Uh, grandsons Landon and Maxon. Landon playing in Notre Dame. And Ooh. I told him to look out for that hunchback of the Notre Dame. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, that guy I looks thinking? stout. Yeah. Looks like he's probably a pretty good athlete swinging from those church bells like that. Hmm. Yeah, he's always humping, too. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Uh, this week I was reading, and uh, I found something interesting about our first president, George Washington. Uh, after he served his term as our first president, old George retired, and he opened a distillery. In 1799, he um, he did he had five stills and a boiler, and he produced 11,000 gallons of rye whiskey, mm. making old George $7,500 in 1799. This made him the largest distillery in the, in America in 1800. Uh, it was recreated in 2007 thanks to the Mount Vernon Ladies Association, which is an uh, iconic uh, you know tourist attraction. Sure. And a bottle sells today for $58. And the oldest registered brewery in America is the Jack Daniels. Huh. And something else I found out that I discovered that Teddy Roosevelt is the only president to have won the Medal of Honor. And two sons of presidents have won the Medal of Honor, Theodore Roosevelt Jr. and Webb Cook Hayes, Rutherford B. Hayes' son. Hmm. So when the new uh, uh, museum comes open, everybody needs to go see that. It's very, It should be very, very interesting. But we have a president that's a uh, oh, Medal of Honor. Thanks, Kenny. That is very interesting. And uh, that's Kenny in Quinlan always has some great lessons from history, whether it be United States history or sports. And uh, a, a beloved and cherished individual here in our local sports community, that's Kenny in Quinlan. Line five's Dan in Arlington. Dan, what you drinking? What you thinking? Uh, I'm drinking some water, but I'm thinking this is called 38, by the way. But I'm going to keep this short. I want to hear you guys' response. But I trust EY. I trust that he can get stuff done. But are you guys a little concerned that the Rangers – aren't doing a whole lot in free agency because we have not signed anyone. But I'm going to let you guys talk. I do trust CY, though. I think he will get stuff done. But I just feel like it's just been a little while before that we haven't done basically yeah. anything. Yeah, no, there, there's absolutely something to the idea that they won the World Series and now they're going to spend less. Okay, uh, Dan, I appreciate the call. It opens a line at 877-881-1053. I'm not going to call them cheapskates. I'm not saying you're going cheap because they're still going to have one of the top five payrolls in baseball. But had they not won it, they would be more aggressive than they are right now. You throw in the TV money on top of that. I think what we have to do is be patient as the TV situation sorts itself out yeah. and the Rangers see how good they are, you know. They, they have reinforcements coming, but if this team struggles, uh, 
there will be moves at the trade deadline. This isn't going to be any sort of finality. They just have a lot of uncertainty because that's the reality of the TV money. And the TV money, by the way, is probably why Mark Cuban decided to sell when he did. Yeah. Okay, so it is, it is a realistic reason. It's a very legitimate excuse for not throwing cash around. I mean, they just had $110 million taken out of their budget. They spent a <laughs> ton of money the last two offseasons. I'm not surprised. Uh, Otani definitely is a big reason why a lot of teams haven't done anything yet. The Rangers are not the only one, and when we got into free agency, I tried to say the trade market is probably where they'll make most of their moves this offseason. I think they're sneakily kind of waiting for Montgomery's deal. I think they're waiting to see if if, if he really is going to get the kind of money he thinks he's going to get. As and, they should. And maybe they get him on a one-year deal. We I, would, get, I would not be surprised that happens. I think this is a perfect opportunity for deferred deals, though, and yeah. maybe yeah. they just don't have the, the dancing partner. You need a, a player to like that idea as well, but it's like – a guaranteed investment for players. I think to some of them, especially guys that have already made a nine-figure bag somewhere else, it's got to be a very uh, attractive situation. Uh, let's go to line six here. Big Jim checking in from Dallas. And yeah. a good evening, Jim. What you drinking? What you thinking? Well, I'm down, down rock. But, man, I've, I've got me a little water diluted with a healthy helping of whiskey today. There so you go. That's, that's, that's pretty good. So, uh Guys, this has been a little, it's been a little demure on this. Uh, what you're thinking and what you're drinking segment. I, I'm picking the Cowboys to win. Let me tell you what it's going to take. I'm pretty excited about it. Dak Prescott's raised his gameplay. I think these other fellas are going to have to do it too. We need the big uglies up front to dominate on the offensive line. You already talked about it. We need the running game to kind of pick up a little bit. And I got to listen. I got. I figured out a cure for Mozzie Smith. You know he's. Brian, you talk all the time about yeah. him being slow off the ball. Yep. Whatever the hell that powder would that Micah Parsons had. <laughs> oh, that's C4. Ago, yeah. And we sent him into the stratosphere. Well, they need to be pumping that stuff into old Mozzie Smith and get his butt off the line. But I, look, I think it's going to happen. I, I actually feel good about this about this game. Walchuk, I wanted to thank you for giving us the review on that Wonka movie. Because no my family's been talking about going and seeing that over the holidays. So I'm going to put the kibosh on that. <laughs> and I figure we, we're going to go see that. Everybody's talking about that Godzilla movie. Now, I've not been one for Godzilla movies, but they say this one's pretty good. So hey, go see it, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, I'll go watch it and I'll report back to you. Thank you. Walter Browdis, we'll talk Sunday. Sounds Have good. Have a good one. There, there he goes. goes. Thank you, Jim. Big Jim, I believe in Dalrock, calling the previous five callers out for being demure which is reserved, modest, and shy, typically used for a woman. Wow. <laughs> Big Jim laying the wood here yeah, on what you're drinking and what you're thinking of these callers who have been too reserved, Brian. Yeah. I think you shut them down. What? I think you did. I, didn't, I think you I scared didn't. him. I think you scared him. No, Polo, I mean, he, he said he didn't agree with me, and so I said I don't agree with him, and then – you know, we got hung up on. You I didn't have to tell him to f off, though. Yeah, I mean, like oh, you man. were ready to fight, dude. I, hey, you know, you I'm always ready angry. for a battle. You, you know what I mean? I'm always ready for a battle. Okay, we go to Xavier in Swanburg, South Carolina. Xavier, welcome wow. in. What you drinking and what you thinking, brother? I'm drinking tequila and carnitas. Happy birthday, brother! Ooh. Thank you, man. Go Cox. <laughs> All right, what I'm thinking is. I'm thinking the Cowboys going to win Sunday. I'm thinking Dak the MVP, and I'm thinking Mike McCarthy, Coach of the Year. Like what it all. Think? Like it all. Hell yeah. Let's go. Yep. I, I do think McCarthy's getting pretty disrespected on some of these, like, Coach of the Year odds. Oh, yeah. It's like nowhere to be found. Yeah. He's, Who, no, he's doing, he's doing a fine D'Amico job. D'Amico Ryans, Dan Campbell. 
Those Thanks are, those for the call, guys. Xavier. It opens the line at 877-881-1053. Who is the coach of the year? If it's if it, is it is it Harbaugh? Is it Shanahan? It's it might be the guy at Houston. Uh, it's Harbaugh Ryan's. Or uh, D'Amico Ryan's D'Amico or Dan Ryan's. Campbell. Yeah. I think Campbell's still the favorite. They'll give the coach of the year to a five hundred team? Uh I think Houston will be better at the end than a five hundred team. I think they might be nine and eight. If they okay. make the playoffs, man. Yeah. Okay. Which they could. How about we go to line seven here? It's uh what you're drinking and what you're thinking. Where where would you like to go? I don't have a name here on line seven. How about we go to line eight? Are you going to tell me his name? Oh, yeah. It's going to be Cody in Mansfield, I believe. Cody in Mansfield, line seven. What you're drinking and what you're thinking. Man, I'm on my way home from work, man. I'm just drinking some water listening to y'all, man. But uh, I make it quick, man. I want to talk about Dak Prescott real quick on the MVP. Man, no one's ever talked about how he set out five quarters and with all of these stats, man. So, I just don't think he's getting the praise that he needs. Everybody talks about inconsistent with him, but man, this year his confidence level is a whole nother level, man, and I'm just loving it. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Schemes you know. better for him too. Yeah, you got good players tied in. You got legitimate receivers. You got a legitimate tight end. You know, you good coaching. Good coaching. I mean, they're doing a great job with, with consistency. Yeah. It's a, it's a good point. I mean, we didn't know quite what we'd get week to week with Dak. So mm-hmm. far, you know, since by the ball over, you, you've had a consistent really confident player that's showing up every single week and giving you the same type of play yeah yeah maybe he was the guy that came up with uh, you know the uh the initiative to get this change we know he he has talked about how much motion they have and he says he likes it you know this it, is something that he was not fighting we'll figure this out the, by, by the time we get to the combine when the season's over and all that i guarantee somebody will step up and say how this thing turned it around. I really hope it's Dak. You know, I, yeah, I hope it's Dak and CD. Because somebody, I, will, somebody will talk about it. I, I felt like the first six weeks of the season, there were moments where Mike and, and Dak were visibly frustrated during games. Yeah. And I can imagine some very candid and honest conversations because both those guys embrace the idea of having difficult conversations because that's how you grow. And I needed to be Dak because I feel like if it's Dak then that means he's dialed in. He's not just practicing football to go rep what the coaches want. He has thoughts of his own, um, just well, as Peyton Manning did. You know, Peyton Manning goes to Denver late in his career, and Gary Kubiak's were like, we're running my offense. He's like, sure, we'll try it. But after three or four weeks, he's like, we're going back to what I know. Yeah. We need this to be Dax, because I, I think Dax is going to be around for six, eight, ten years. Final preseason game, he called the plays, right? Yes. Okay. Remember that? Yeah. Okay, uh... Line eight's Tolson in Garland. You're in the G Bag Nation, Tolson. What you drinking? What you thinking? Oh, uh, Miller Light and Rumplemints. Oh, okay. And what you thinking? I'm thinking. First of all, Cam Newton is a pimple on my butt right now because he's a <laughs> moron. <laughs> he's one up there with the worst individual announcers ever. He's not an announcer. I understand that part, but him. Uh, Collinsworth, Jody Mack, and Bill Walton are the worst people to ever announce anything. Appreciate the call, Tolson and Garland. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, by quite Mack. the announcement by you, sir. Cam Newton did not uh, get his uh, social media career off to a great start here uh, this week. I think we actually what he showed is how difficult it is to have one of these hot takes uh, because it's got to be realistic enough to hook the audience into arguing about it. Like. He- he needed to explain what his definition of a bus driver was. Yeah, yeah. That's what he needed to do. He says, listen, let me explain what my definition of a elite quarterback or a quarterback that can carry and what a bus driver is. Yeah. And when you start out naming who you think bus driver guys are without explaining what your definition of the 
the bus driver is, that's where I think he went the wrong path. I think you have to respect the guy as a player, the Heisman Trophy oh, winner, a uh, guy. You know, I mean, he's won a lot. He won a lot of games. MVP. National, MVP. I mean, you have to respect that part of it. I think the path he took in talking about it, if he would have maybe told you what his definitions were for the things he was going to get in, I think it might have been different for him. I think almost every quarterback is playing in a, in a uh, you know strict restraints of a system. They got to be so disciplined these days. There's not a, a ton of Prescott room for the first creativity. Six week, yeah. The first six weeks, he his air yards. He was down there with a rookie quarterback yeah. in air yards. The first five six weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Something switched. But in, in order to get great creativity or putting your stamp on a game, you have to be risking stuff, right? That's where you get the they big They weren't plays. letting him do that. No, they, they, I don't know if they ever have. They you did, know? Not, not, not the not, first six weeks they didn't. Not many quarterbacks play awesome enough to get the license to do that. Yeah. I would say 95% of quarterbacks are just driving the offense. And then if we have a big third down or we're down two scores in the fourth quarter, then it's like, can you go try to win it for us? That's when teams are okay with risk. And I would say in those situations for the last two and a half or three years, especially, Dak has not been good in those spots. You're playing what gets a quarterback this week that cares nothing about risk. He yeah. just goes and does what he has so, to do. So, like, the difference maker then is a quarterback that will play out of structure, that can make yeah. plays out of structure, yeah. basically. Things are broken yeah. down. We yeah. need you yeah. to win the game. The defense is yeah. kicking our ass. Can you do it? Can you have a miracle Go escape? save us. Yeah, yeah, go save us. And that's when I, I think those guys sort of say, hey, look at this. You know, look yeah. at what I can do. But, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes gets licensed. Cam Newton did because he was so physical and fast. Yeah. Lamar Jackson gets licensed to do whatever mm-hmm. he wants. Those guys are clearly not bus drivers. Nope. Because they're hiking the ball and then improvising and just putting their creative flair and their athletic talent on the game. I don't. You don't want your quarterback doing that. Ideally, your quarterback never has to do that because you're up, you're handing the ball off, you're throwing to wide receivers that are open, and the defense can't handle you. And, you know, that's what Brock Purdy looks like. That's what Dak Prescott looks like. And uh, hopefully we don't have to find out, you know, if Dak has evolved to a point or the scheme has evolved to a point where he can lead – touchdown drives against great defenses that's what the tom brady's do that's what joe montana did that's ultimately what john elway did to win his super bowls it's what all the guys do hey we're we're against a great defense again we need a drive can you do it and most of those bus driver dudes can't that's why matt ryan peed down his leg you know that's why good good yeah you you got it man okay line nine uh, let's wrap this up what you drinking and what you thinking we go to miguel and a good evening miguel what you drinking buddy hey what's going on guys i'm drinking ice soup and I'm thinking the Mavs need to figure it out because Luca's having a great season. Yes, sir. You're right. What the hell are you drinking? Shout out to my Ice wife. Soup. Ice soup. What the hell Water. is that? Water. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Miguel. Have a great weekend. Say hello to your wife for Ice us. Ice soup. I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. Okay, four hours down and one to go. G-Bag Nation. We have off-season questions for all 32 teams, including the big question about the Cowboys that I believe is now a non-topic. That's next right here, the GBAC Nation on 105.3 The Fan. I want to chat DNM Leasing with you, though, before we do anything else, because if you want or need a new vehicle, you're heading into your weekend, it's time to call DNM and place your order. It's any make, any model. I love DNM Leasing and the amount of money that I've saved over the years on my monthly car payment. Uh, it's up to 50% less compared to buying. And with the easy lease from DNM Leasing, all you have to do is call them, tell them what you want, tell them what you're trading in, and then go back to doing your Friday night. I mean, it's too wet and cold out there anyway. I wouldn't want to spend any time outside if I didn't have to the entire weekend. So you call DNM Leasing, you tell them what you want, and they go to work putting that bad boy in your driveway. They'll have it delivered tomorrow or Sunday. 
um, and then you know you're you're signed up for the Easy Lease product, and you're going to find out it's the smart way to acquire new vehicles in the Metroplex. I've been doing it for ten years, and I have three Easy Leases in my driveway every night. The most recent's a Nissan Frontier. That's just what worked for me. I like the four wheel drive package on a little bit of a smaller truck, better handling and all that. Still got pretty good uh, you know hauling and everything. And the 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 cool thing is. Whatever works for me doesn't have to work for you. It's foreign, domestic, car, truck, SUV, the easy lease from DNM. It's going to be so easy. You're going to save so much money on your monthly payment. You're going to love it. 972 or 817 lease Go to dmautoleasing.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.